Chapter 4, Part 1 of Aeroplanes and Dirigibles of War by Frederick A. Talbot. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by William Tomko. Aeroplanes and Dirigibles of War by Frederick A. Talbot. Chapter 4, Part 1, Airships of War. So much has been said and written concerning the Zeppelin airship, particularly in its military aspect, that all other developments in this field have sunk into insignificance so far as the general public is concerned. The Zeppelin dirigible has come to be generally regarded as the one and only form of practical, lighter-than-air type of aircraft. Moreover, the name has been driven home with such effect that it is regarded as the generic term for all German airships these are grievous fallacies the zeppelin is merely one of a variety of types even in germany although at the moment it probably ranks as the solitary survivor of the rigid system of construction at one time owing to the earnestness with which the advantages of this form of design were discussed and in view of the fact that the zeppelin certainly appeared to triumph when all other designs failed great britain was tempted to embrace the rigid form of construction the building of an immense vessel of this class was actively supported and it was aptly christened the mayfly opponents of the movement tempered their emphatic condemnatory criticism so far as to remark that it may fly but as events proved it never did the colossal craft broke its back before it ever ventured into the air and this solitary experience proving so disastrous the rigid form of construction was abandoned once and for all the venture was not in vain it brought home to the british authorities more convincingly than anything else that the zeppelin was a mechanical monstrosity the french never even contemplated the construction of such a craft at that time estimating it at its true value and the british failure certainly served to support french antagonism to the idea subsequently however an attempt at rigid construction was made in france with the spice airship mainly as a concession to public clamor. Even in Germany itself, the defects of the Zeppelin were recognized, and a decided effort to eliminate them was made by Professor Schutt in cooperation with a manufacturer of Mannheim named Lanz. The joint product of their ambitions, the Schutt-Lanz, is declared to be superior to the Zeppelin, but so far it has failed to justify any of the claims of its designers. This vessel, which also favors the colossal, is likewise of the rigid type, but realizing the inherent dangers accruing from the employment of metal for the framework, its constructors have used wood, reinforced and strengthened, where necessary, by metallic angle-iron plates and bracing. This utilization of metal is, however, carried out very sparingly. The first vessel of this class was a huge failure, while subsequent craft have not proved much more successful. In fact, one of the largest German airships ever designed, L-4, is, or rather was, a Schutt-Lanz, with a capacity of 918,000 cubic feet, but over 6,000 pounds lighter than a Zeppelin of almost similar dimensions. I say was, since L-4 is no more. The pride of its creators evinced a stronger preference for Davy Jones's locker than its designed realm. Yet, several craft of this type have been built and have been mistaken for zeppelins owing to the similarity of the broad principles of design and their huge dimensions. In one vital respect, they are decidedly inferior to their contemporary. 
they are not so speedy. The most successful of the German lighter-than-air machines are those known respectively as the semi-rigid and non-rigid types, the best examples of which are the Gross and Parseval craft. Virtually, they are Teutonic editions of the successful French craft of identical design by which they were anticipated. The Lubadi is possibly the most famous of the French efforts in this direction. The gas bag has an asymmetrical shape and is pointed at both ends although the prow is blunter or rounder than the stem. The gas bag comprises a single chamber for the inflating agent, the distended shape of the envelope being sustained by means of an air ballonet. By varying the contents of the latter through the agency of a pump, the tension of the gas in the lifting envelope can be maintained, and the shape of the inflated balloon preserved under all conditions. Beneath the gas bag is a long-strengthened girder, and from this, in turn, the car is suspended. It is the introduction of this rigid girder which is responsible for the descriptive generic term of semi-rigid. On the other hand, the non-rigid type may be roughly described as a pisiform balloon fitted with propelling machinery, inasmuch as the car containing the driving machinery is suspended from the balloon in the manner of the car in the ordinary drifting vessel. So far as a French effort is concerned, the Bayard-Clement type is the best example of the non-rigid system. It is represented in Germany by the Parseval class. The Gross airship has been definitely adopted as a military machine by the German authorities and figures in the M class. The M4, completed in 1913, is the largest of this type and differs from its prototypes in that it carries two cars, each fitted with motors whereas the earlier machines were equipped with a single gondola after the French pattern. This vessel measures 320 feet in length, has a maximum diameter of 44 and one-half feet, displaces 13 tons, and is fitted with motors developing 450 horsepower, which is sufficient to give it a speed of 47 miles per hour. This vessel represents a huge advance upon its predecessors of this design, inasmuch as the latter were about 245 feet in length by 36 and one-fourth feet in diameter, and displaced only six tons, while the single car was provided with a motor developing only 150 horsepower, the speed being 28 miles per hour. Thus it will be seen that a huge development has suddenly taken place a result due no doubt to the cooperation of the well-known engineer Bassenach. The M4 is essentially an experiment and great secrecy has been maintained in regard to the trials which have been carried out therewith, the authorities merely vouchsafing the fact that the airship has proved completely successful in every respect. Conclusive testimony of this is offered by the inclusion of the vessel in the active aerial fleet of Germany but it is the Parseval which is regarded as the finest type of airship flying the German flag. This vessel is a product of slow evolution, for it is admitted to be a power-driven balloon. Even the broad lines of the latter are preserved, the shape being that of a cylinder with rounded ends. It is the direct outcome of the Drachen balloon, perfected by Parseval and Sixfeld, the captive balloon which is an indispensable part of the German military equipment. The complete success of the suspension system in this captive balloon prompted Parseval to continue his researches and experiments in regard to the application of power to the vessel, so as to induce it to move independently of the wind. The suspension system and the car are the outstanding features of the craft.
It is non-rigid in the strictest interpretation of the term, although, owing to the incorporation of the steadying hollow mattress, as it is called by its inventor, the strength of the suspension system, and the substantial character of the car, it conveys an impression of great solidity. The thinnest rope, both manila and steel, in the suspension system is as thick as a man's finger, while the car, measuring thirty feet in length by six feet in width, carried out in wood, is a striking example of the maximum of strength with the minimum of weight, being as steady and as solid as a boat's deck. The propellers are collapsible, although in the latest craft of this class they are semi-rigid. The mechanical equipment is also interesting. There are two propellers and two motors each nominally driving one propeller. But, should one motor break down, or motives of economy, such as husbanding of fuel, render it advisable to run upon one engine, then the two propellers may be driven by either of the motors. The inventor has perfected an ingenious, simple, and highly efficient coupling device to attain this end. But to ensure that the propeller output is of the maximum efficiency in relation to the engine, the pitch of the propellers may be altered and even reversed while the engine is running. When one motor only is being used, the pitch is lowered until the propellers revolve at the speed which they would attain if both engines were in operation. This adjustment of the propeller pitch to the most economical engine revolutions is a distinctive characteristic and contributes to the efficiency and reliability of the Parseval dirigible to a very pronounced degree. Steering in the vertical plane is also carried out upon distinctive lines. There are no planes for vertical steering, but movement is accomplished by tilting the craft and thus driving the gas from one end of the balloon to the other. This is effected by the manipulation of the air ballonets, one of which is placed at the prow and stem of the gas bag respectively. If it is desired to descend, the gas is driven from the forward to the after end of the envelope, merely by inflating the bow ballonet with air by means of a pump placed in the car. If ascent is required, the after ballonet is inflated, thereby driving the gas to the forward end of the balloon, the buoyancy of which is thus increased. The outstanding feature of the Draken balloon is incorporated in the airship. This is the automatic operation of the safety valve on the gas bag directly by the air ballonets. If these ballonets empty owing to the pressure of the gas within the envelope, a rope system disposed within the balloon and connecting the ballonets and the gas valve at the top is stretched taut, thereby opening the gas valve. In this manner, the gas pressure becomes reduced until the ballonets are enabled to exercise their intended function. This is a safety precaution of inestimable value. The Parseval is probably the easiest dirigible to handle, inasmuch as it involves no more skill or knowledge than that required for an ordinary free balloon. Its movements in the vertical plane are not dissimilar to those of the aeroplane, inasmuch as ascent and descent are normally conducted in a screwing manner the only exception being, of course, in abrupt descent caused by the ripping of the emergency valve. On one occasion, it is stated, one of the latest machines of this type, when conducting experimental flights, absolutely refused to descend, producing infinite amusement both among the crowd and those on board. The development of the Parseval is directly attributable to the influence and intimate interest of the Kaiser and undoubtedly this represents the wisest step he ever made in the realm of aeronautics.
it certainly has enabled the german military machine to become possessed of a significant fleet of what may be described as a really efficient and reliable type of dirigible the exact number of military parsevals in commission is unknown but there are several classes thereof in the nature of aerial cruisers and vedettes the largest and most powerful class are those known as the b type measuring about two hundred forty feet in length by forty feet maximum diameter of two hundred twenty three thousand cubic feet capacity and fitted with two motors and two propellers this vessel carries about ten passengers can climb to a maximum height of approximately eighty five hundred feet and is capable of remaining in the air for twenty four hours upon a single fuel charge while this is the largest and most serviceable type of parseval designed for military duties there is another the a-class two hundred feet in length with accommodation for six passengers in addition to the crew of three which is capable of attaining a maximum altitude of sixty seven hundred feet and has an endurance capacity of fifteen hours this class also is fitted with twin propellers and motors in addition there are the c and e classes carrying from four to eight passengers while the vedettes are represented by the d and f classes which have a maximum altitude of two thousand feet and can remain aloft for only five hours upon a single fuel charge these smaller vessels however have the advantage of requiring only one or two men to handle them the present military parseval dirigible is made in one of these five standardized classes experience having established their efficiency for the specified military services for which they are built in point of speed they compare favorably with the latest types of zeppelin the speeds of the larger types ranging from thirty two to forty eight miles per hour with a motor effort of three hundred sixty to four hundred horsepower end of chapter four part one recording by william tomko